0: Hey guys, welcome to the number 237 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards-Knicks and Wizards-At-Bulls games before previewing their matchup tonight at Atlanta against the Hawks who are now with a new head coach to break it down that whole situation and previewing that game. This is going to be a good episode. So subscribe, follow, share, view, and let's not waste any time. Let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. <laughs> So let's start off the episode by recapping the Wizards' disappointing loss, to say the least, against the New York Knicks on Friday night. And, um, yeah, I said disappointing for a reason. Because the Wizards led by double digits in the first half. This was really a game that the Wizards had under control. They led by 19 at a point in the game. So lead by 19 with a lot of momentum, I wrote that whole article about how well the Wizards have been playing. I need to let Julius Randle come into your home court and put up 46 points on amazing, amazing efficiency, knocking down seven three-pointers. I get Julius Randle's a good player. He's an all-star. 46? That's unacceptable. I don't care if no one else got even to the 20 mark or anywhere close to the 20 mark. 46? That that's insane to me. I'm sorry. 46 points is insane to me. Porzingis did suffer an injury in this game. He did have 23 and 6. Kuzma had 23 and 5. And Bradley Beal was silent, it felt like, at a lot of points of the game. Five turnovers for the twisted steel. 16 points, 8 assists, bad efficiency. Really just not a good night. For Bradley Beale uh, on the bench, I mean Delon Bright and Denny Abdia could buy for twenty six points. They did everything they could in their minimal roles, not even playing thirty minutes either of them. But Eventually you need someone to take the game into your own into their hands and say, All right, I'm gonna win my team the game and none of the Wizards players decided to do that. Something that is concerning and I feel like I'm mentioning this every episode without really going in depth to it, Kyle Kuzma cannot make a shot efficiently. Like, it will take like, ten of twenty-three from the field, three of twelve from downtown, like I'll say 12 3 point attempts. Like, can't you already tell some nights if you're making it or you're not? I know I'm not an NBA player, but If I'm an NBA player, I've got to think, okay, some nights I know, am I making my shots or am I not? There's got to be a point where Kuzma's like, okay, I'm not making my three-pointers, so why am I taking 12 of them? That's kind of confusing to me, personally. I know I'm not a dumb person. That's just very confusing to me. He put up 23 points in this game, but yeah, I mean, if I put up 100 shots too, I'd probably get 23 points in a game. So the point is, is that... Kuzma's got to start shooting the ball more efficiently. I think that is something that's holding this offense back, holding the efficiency back, because the Wizards actually weren't terrible efficiency-wise. They didn't miss a free throw, 12-12 from there, nearly shot 50% from the field and over 43% from downtown. But sometimes it's just that inefficiency from your star players. uh, Porzingis shot efficient, right? But how about Bradley Beal? How about Kyle Kuzma? How about two of your top three players shooting the ball completely inefficiently in a basketball game? You're probably going to lose. Just something to look at, especially for Kuzma, because his efficiency has not been good, to say the least, uh, over his past few games. All right. Now moving on to Chicago, where <laughs> there's so many things to laugh about in this game. Let's start off with Kyle Kuzma, period. You put a period at the end of the sentence, there's many things you can mention. So just Kyle Kuzma, dot, period. 10 points, unacceptable for Kuzma. Three turnovers, four fouls, minus 22 plus minus. Four of 18 from the field. It was the most embarrassing thing. He missed shot after shot after shot. Again, there has to be a point where you realize, okay, I'm not making my shots today. I'll try them next game. He's not making his shots. In, in short version, he's not making shots. Beal, I, I, Bradley Beal was awful. I will not say awful, but he was not good either. He led the team in scoring, which with his performance to that, uh, that day on Sunday is sad. 18 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. That doesn't look bad. 7 of 17 for the field, 1 of 3 from downtown, 3 of 7 for the free-throw line. We're paying a guy $251 million to shoot under 50% for the free-throw line. There was a point in the game where, in the fourth quarter, and they still wouldn't have won anyway, they couldn't score. But the point is, they had a key chance in the fourth quarter where Beal had some big free-throws to knock down. Not only did he miss one, he missed both. I mean, that's not really what you want out of your uh, twisted steel guy that's making $251 million to play for your basketball team. You don't want him missing free throws down the stretch. Daniel Gafford did everything he could, 7 of 9, 15 points, 11 rebounds. And when the Wizards had their run at the beginning of the game, it was because of DG Daniel Gafford. But no one else really decided to show up. I mean, DeLon Wright showed up. He shot efficiently, put a 14 and 4. Good defense. No one on the bench, I, I forget, no one on the bench decided to show up. No one, not, not a single person on the bench decided to show up. Corey Kispert, thanks for joining us with your one of seven three-point shooting. Now talk about efficiency numbers. Oh my goodness. 42% for the field, 21% from three, 52% from the free throw line. Sometimes when it comes down to it, it's just efficiency. When you can't make shots. I mean, they had multiple good shooters, Beal. Uh, Kuzma, kiss Kisper, guys that are relying on shooting the ball, each making one free throw and attempting a decent amount. That That's just, to me, that is unacceptable. I think that is what's kind of, that's kind of what bothering me, the fact that those four players I mentioned combined shot four of 22 from downtown combined. Let's move on. Actually, I got to mention Chicago. Shout out to Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. They killed it. Nikola Vucevic took advantage of uh, No Porzegas, 13 boards. Then um, Shout out to Kobe White off the bench. He played well. I mean, he scored 82 points. He scored 82 points. He scored 37 points in the second half of the basketball game. And there's a point where over halfway through the fourth quarter, the Wizards had single digits in the quarter. That, that, that can't happen. That, that, if you're a basketball team, that cannot happen. I just, it's very frustrating. Best offense per 100 possessions since January 19th put up 82 points. Let's move on. And by the way, it does really show you, though, how valuable Kristaps uh, Porzingis is. You know what, let's move on, let's move on, let's move on, let's move on, let's move on. Time to talk about the Wizards-Hawks game tonight. Wizards uh, go to Atlanta. Porzingis is out. Monte Morris is also out. Making things even worse. For this Wizards team, while the Hawks have no injuries, Quinn Snyder is making his coaching debut here with the Atlanta Hawks, the starting lineups for the Washington Wizards. It is going to look like DeLon Wright, Bradley Beal, uh, Denny Avdia, Kyle Kuzma, and Daniel Gafford. It looks like that's going to be the case for the Wizards. As for the Atlanta Hawks, it will be Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella. So new coach, lineup staying the same. And the last time the Hawks fired their coach, Um, which I'm blanking on his name right now, Um, I think uh, um, Floyd uh, Floyd, uh, something. Yeah, um, I'm blanking on the name right now. But when they fired him in that 2021 season and hired Nate McMillan at around this time, they ended up going on a stretch and ended up making the Eastern Conference Finals. They're looking to do the same now with the former Jazz coach, Quinn Snyder. And I think they come out with the new coach and they start off hot. I say they win 118-103. to starting off with my Coburn's catch, and I think the Hawks will win this game because of the Wizards' lack of scoring with Kristaps Porzingis. The Wizards put up an underwhelming low 82 points against Chicago on Sunday, as I did mention, and let's just say for, if you're just listening and you didn't get into the NBA, let's just say 82 points would be decent for... Uh, let's say 1965, but not in 2023. And the Wizards have only scored 110 points per game when Porzingis hasn't played the season. And even though that may not look terrible, their offense just really is hard. They're, they really have trouble producing their offense without Porzingis. Oh, yeah. And I haven't mentioned the fact that Atlanta has one of the most gifted scorers in the NBA in Trey Young, who could easily go off for 40 on a weaker Wizards guard defense. Give me the Hawks. Surprising statement, Now I think the Wizards will just have three double-digit scores in this matchup. Bradley Beale, Kyle Kuzma, and Daniel Gafford. And this may even look like an understatement because, now look, the Hawks have an insane defensive core. With DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, and John Collins to guard Beal and Kuzma on the perimeter. And then Collins or Capella to guard Gafford in the paint. However, the three guys I mentioned are talented enough scores to put up double figures uh, in the point column. But with the Wizards' lack of offense at of that Porzingis, I just don't see guys like Avdia or Kisper or, or DeLon Wright crossing that decade mark in points just because of the lack of ball movement, just the lack of. of um... Uh, I'm missing uh, you know, I'm missing a word right now, but just the lack of scoring without Porzingis. Porzingis really sets that off as he stretches the floor without his abilities, without his shooting from the outside, without teams having to worry about him on the paint and maybe sending double a double team, which sets up which sets up open three shots. Without him, Gafford's not a good shooter. So without him, you know, I just don't see guys like Avdia or Kisper kind of, you know, getting in those double figures spread time, Hawks are seven and a half point favorites, over under 234 and a half. I do like the Hawks. I have them winning by 15, uh, double that amount, and I would pick the under. I also have Hawks as seven and a half point favorites. I would pick the Hawks, my over under 225 and a half. I do have 221 points in my matchup, so I would barely pick the under on that one. Fantasy outlook: I have Trey Young getting sixty-five to seventy-five fantasy points. You'll hear that in a minute. You'll hear why the well, you'll hear why in a minute. Uh, Bradley Beal fifty to fifty-five. Dejounte Murray forty to forty-five. Daniel Gafford thirty to forty. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? And I think ESPN giving the Hawks a 76.1% chance of winning makes a lot of sense. With a new head coach at the helm, Atlanta is going to be playing with heart, like they have nothing to lose. Not to mention they're at home against an offense that is atrocious without their star big eye in the paint. I'd give this percentage a period. And last, but as you know around here, certainly not least, who you got? I think Trey Young will go crazy and have an amazing game tonight. For starters, Young is an insane scorer and can shoot from anywhere on the floor. And if you've listened to Wiz talk with Chase in the past, you know the Wizards have struggled to guard scoring guards, guys like Young and Lillard and Curry and other guys, and there's no reason why Young would stop the streak. I think he'll have 41 points, 4 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals, no blocks. Twelve of um, twenty-four shooting, decent night there. Six of ten from three, decent night there. Eleven of eleven from from the uh, free throw line, two turnovers, just two fouls, and leading the Hawks to a fifteen-point victory and what is a very, which may come down to be a very important game for play in seedings down the line. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, and view. Uh, I know this one was a little bit of a longer one, like our past few have been. We needed to recap everything. The Wizards got to shoot more efficiently. They got to score more than 82 points uh, to win a basketball game in this day and age. And, um, yeah, if they do those things, maybe they'll get the job done. But uh, we'll have to see how their offense does produce uh, without Christoph Sporzigas. Links in the description to all my uh, uh, contacts and websites and all that. Uh, we did just write an article, Top 10 Players in the NBA. If you're an NBA fan, I know you wouldn't enjoy that. Link in the description to chasesportsnews.com. Link in the description to my newsletter and everything else I do have going on. Hope you guys didn't enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow share view. Go Wizards. Enjoy the game tonight. And, of course, as always, I will see you guys next time. Peace.